Spill is just my thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. So, what the fuck is good, y'all? Um, let's see. I feel like I haven't been here in forever. I say that all the time. So, last week, I didn't record an episode. Um, I had one of the craziest, like, mentally draining weeks. And so, I was actually talking to one of my friends who's a therapist. And we were just talking and she was like, and I was just saying like all the stuff I had to do and I was Rolodex and all these things I had to do. And I was like, I got to record and I got to do this and I got to do that. And she reminded me, she's like, Mika, you know, you always tell people to be kind to themselves and to take care of themselves and take care of your mental health. And she was like, you know, you have to remind yourself that as well. And she's like, you know, uh, it's okay if you don't do an episode. And I thought about that and I was like, you know, I probably could use a break. I probably could use a moment of just relaxing. And so that's what I did. So that's where I was last week. I just took a mental health day um, to try to get myself together to go into this week. I feel so much better. So I did miss y'all and talking and catching up. Um, I got so much good feedback on the bullying episode. I really loved that episode. Um, You know, I was talking on Third Chamber Pod with the guys and I was just like, um, it's amazing when you sit down and actually listen to people and ask people their story and their experiences, because so many people have so many amazing stories. Most people that I bring onto my show, like they're just my friends or, you know, people that I know, or, and and it could be people that I just pass through in life, you know, that I circle back to and say, Hey, you know, um, I want you to come on and share your story. And so you'll be amazed at how many people walk around with so many stories. And so I really, really enjoyed that one. Um, a lot. And so I was, I was happy about the feedback because I'm glad you guys enjoyed that as well. So what do I have going on right now? Um, this weekend is my sister's, uh, birthday, Tracy, friend of the show. And we are going to Charleston, South Carolina. As you guys know, Charleston is my favorite place. It's my favorite place to go. I've never been there with my sister. So this should be an experience. Uh, she told me that she didn't want me to history her to death. So, um, I guess I'm going to try to work on my turn up and my fun meter. So I'm actually recording this episode early um, since I'll be out of town this weekend. So I don't really have much for the deep dive this week. But other than that, um, I really haven't been up to much. I really been trying to just kind of relax. So much going on, I feel like. Um, What? Let's see. We have the child's birthday in a couple weeks that we're going to be celebrating. His birthday actually falls on Thanksgiving this year. And then like the next week after that, we're going to um, Miami to celebrate um, with Kelly. Kelly's friend of the show. She's been on some episodes, um, her bachelorette weekend. So we'll be in uh, Miami pretty soon. And so I feel like, you know, I just have so many working pieces right now. So that's all I have going on. Just chilling, um, you know, finding thankfulness in everything. And so let's just jump into the mantra of the day. Today's mantra is. I am present in this moment, solution-minded, responding with love and focused on my desired reality. This is something that's really important to me. It's something that I try to do often, um, just the simple steps and manifestation. I think that if it's something that you believe in or something that you want to accomplish, you definitely need to manifest that shit. Like I manifest every fucking thing. You know, I sit and talk about what it is I want to do, how I want to accomplish it, how I need to go about it. I'm very plan-driven. And so I try to work a plan and that usually helps me kind of stay focused on that. And so, uh, for me, you know, I think it's important to stay, um, you know, on track and also just visualize what you're, what you're trying to do and just do it, work your plan. So I really like that mantra. Don't forget, I get these mantras from I am mantra. 
uh, on Twitter. It's my favorite account to follow. I don't have many uh, deep dive discussions. I think I'm just going to talk about one a day and then we'll go into the thought of the week. So let's just jump into the deep dive. All right. So this week I wanted to discuss the Kyrie Irving situation. I'm not really sure if I've discussed this or not. I'm, I'm not quite sure if I have or not, but let's just talk about it for a moment, right? Because some shit just popped off at the Barclays. So Kyrie Irving, as we know, he uh, did not get the vaccination in New York. They passed where you can't be indoors and you can't participate in um, activities if you don't have a vaccination. Uh, so basically, I guess he at first went into the season thinking that he would just sit out half the games, like all the home games and then travel with the team on the other games. And then basically the Brooklyn Nets was like, no, um, we're not going to do this half in half out shit It's a distraction and we're trying to focus on the fucking season. And so, you know, we'll support you in whatever you got going on, but you know, you can't just pop in, pop out, you know, and practice with the team and put other people, you know, at risk. He's the only one on the team that doesn't have the vaccination. So they basically barred him from practice and participating with the team until he get a vaccination. Here's my take on that. Like I personally feel like, um, you know, I think people have a right to whatever they got going on. I mean, there before COVID, there was people that just did not believe in vaccinations that don't have the other vaccinations that all of us have. So it's not really like a new thing. I think the thing that's odd to me, though, I will say is that the it's amazing to me the amount of people that all of a sudden are like anti-vaxxers. Like I actually have people like in my family. I have people you know, that I talk to that aren't vaccinated and don't want to be vaccinated, but they have other vaccinations. So it's like with the COVID vaccination, it's kind of interesting that so many people are just kind of so hell bent against it. My thing is with the Kyrie thing, I think it's selfish because people are all like, he's a martyr. I don't think he's a martyr because it's not like he's not getting paid. He's losing money, but he's not, not getting paid. I think he still gets like 15 million or something, 17 million this year, um, doing nothing. So I kind of think it's bullshit. I think when you have a job, you need to do your fucking job. And if your job makes it to where you have to get this for the safety of everyone else and just to keep a, uh, you know, keep the protocols going, I, I think you should get it. Um, so I don't really agree. Uh, the league now is about 98% vaccinated. So I don't know. I kind of feel sorry for James Harden and uh, uh, Kevin Durant who came over to actually play with him. Um, so I, I think that that whole thing is kind of unfortunate. So the season has started. The Brooklyn Nets do not look great. Um, I'm not even, I think they might've won one game maybe, but they haven't looked great in any of the games. Um, cause obviously they're missing, you know, the one of the key players. So the, at the Barclay, they, they, people came down in Brooklyn and they, and they did a protest and was like literally tearing that shit up. I just thought that was just, I, I, I'm just, I'm just shocked that, you know, um, that all of this is going on. And, you know, my thing is this, you know, I think you shouldn't be mad at the Brooklyn Nets and where you go down and tear up the, um, you know, the arena. I think you should be upset at your player. You know, he's, he's choosing not to play. He's choosing to, um, not show up. He's choosing to not get the vaccination that's mandatory. And so, you know, it's not the workers at the Barclays fault that, um, you guys are losing, you know, it's Kyrie Irving's fault. 
that you guys are losing uh, because he's opting not to play. He's opting not to participate with, uh, you know, the team. So I don't know, man. I, you know, when I get on here, I talk my shit and I just give Mika's opinion, but I really, really, really don't get it. I think just even with COVID in general, I think that more and more you see just the level of just selfishness that we have in the world. I think we all should get the vaccination personally. Um, now, if you have it for like, if you don't get it for religious beliefs and all that stuff, that's something different. If like, that's truly your belief system. But I think we should get it just from a standpoint of like, I'm literally tired of being in these COVID streets. You know, I try to peek my head out in these Charlotte streets and see what's going on, but I can't really do much because I really, and I'm vaccinated, but I really still don't um, like to be in big groups. I still don't want to parlay with a whole bunch of people because, you know, I'm around my baby niece all the time. I'm around the kids in my family all the time. And I just think that, you know, I have a responsibility to be mindful and keep them safe as well. Um, so I think it would be irresponsible of me right now with COVID still going on to be out and about and just doing whatever. But I will say that I think COVID is going to be something that's going to be part of our just normal life because, you know, I don't think that we're going to get um, herd immunity because I don't think we're going to have enough people to get the vaccination because so many people are so hell bent about not getting it. So I don't know, unless this shit just become like mandatory, like truly mandatory. So I don't know, but I, I don't think that COVID is ever going to go away at this point. At this point. I mean, we're, what are we, two years in now? We've been in this shit for a while. So I don't know. I don't know. But I thought when I saw that this week, I just thought that shit was a trip. And I just was like, all of this over a vaccination. I, I don't know. I don't know. But that's all I have for the deep dive this week. I didn't want to get into some of the other topics and probably some other shit going to pop off this week that I'm probably going to miss in this recording. So I'll probably jump on some of that stuff next week. So this week I want to talk about Insecure. By the time you get this episode, the second episode will be out. But right now I just only seen the first episode because I'm recording this during the week um, prior to this coming Monday when you hear this. So I wanted to talk about my insecure predictions. I wanted to talk about um, just the first episode. And so we're going to jump into that for the thought of the week. All right. So this week we're going to discuss the first episode of Insecure. Um, let's just say... I'm, I'm going to seriously miss this show when the show ends. Um, I think every season I feel like I could sit and talk about the episodes of Insecure and it, I could literally break down a whole bunch of shit. It, it's so reflective of, I think, so many things that we really do experience in life. Um, let's see. I'm going to give a quick recap. I'm not going to, if you haven't watched the show, it's not really any spoilers that I'm really giving, but I am going to talk a little bit about the first episode so the first episode, you see them all go back to Stanford. It kind of goes back to the beginning um, with the reunion. I thought it was a lot of nuggets that um, we could kind of pick up on. I want to kind of talk about just my predictions of what I think is going to happen with the show. And then I'm going to finish on the ending of the show. Um, so let's see what I did like. I like that you can see that Isa is kind of going through um, some life changes. You can see that she's still trying to figure out what it is that she really wants to do and still kind of trying to find herself. I love that they're kind of talking about that and kind of showing that with like later in life. I, I, I think on the show, what are they in their late 
20s now, maybe, I think. I'm not really sure. But, you know, when I was thinking about the show and I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about, um, you know, I'm 37. And when I think about Mika at 27, I never would have thought that I would be, um, you know, going into the realm of therapy. Um, I never thought that I would be even sitting here having this podcast for two years. I never thought that my mindset would be the way that it is because my mindset was completely different then. Um, Mika at 17, I wanted to be a PE teacher. So, you know, it's just funny how um, a lot of times we put pressure on our kids and we put pressure on people, making it seem, making them feel like as if they have to know exactly what they want to do and exactly who they are and are going to be at, you know, right when they leave high school or something like that. And it's just so unrealistic. Um, You have some people who got that shit completely figured out and they completely know what they want to do. And you have some people that need to go through, you know, evolve, evolvement and kind of like where that leads them. Um, so I like that when at the, during the panel, Isa answered the question and she said, you know, I don't know, you know, what I got going on right now. Like, I don't know if this is something that I will find fulfillment in forever. You know, I'm still just kind of trying to figure this thing out. I like that part so much because I was like, that's just so honest and it's so true because I don't think it's anything wrong with, uh, you know, making, I don't think it's anything wrong with change. I don't think it's anything wrong with evolving. You know, you see people in their 50s and 60s that reinvent themselves. And I think it's awesome to step out of your fears and do some things that maybe you never thought that you were going to do, or maybe you're afraid to do, or maybe you're afraid to even get started. And it's not too late to ever get started on your dreams or even reinvent new dreams for yourself. Um, so yeah, I like I like that piece. And I like, I'm hoping, I think my prediction for Ease is that we're going to see her continue to try to figure her shit out. You know, I personally think that she's probably going to end up with Lawrence. That's what I think. I don't know, but that's what I think. Um, I think that love is just such a tricky, tricky thing. Um, I can see how, you know, dating someone with a child can be, um, it can be difficult. You know, you're going to, at this point, she's going to have to always kind of be there with him and Condola because he's going to have to have a relationship with Condola. Um, and so, um, yeah, I can see how I might not want to, you know, deal with that in this, in a certain standpoint, but I think if it's done properly with proper communication, there's no blurred lines, there's no drama with that. It's, it's, it's not easy, but it's, it's, it's possible to do, and it's possible to have a fine relationship with somebody that has a kid completely fine. Um, you know, I mean, I have that in my relationship and it's completely fine. Right. So, um, yeah, that's what I think for her. Uh, let's see. So Molly, let's talk about Molly. Molly is an interesting one because I do like the fact that we see that Molly is still in therapy and she's taking the shit serious because Molly needed some fucking therapy, right? So I was glad to see that um, Molly seems like this season, we're going to definitely see her go on a journey. And it seems like she's on a healing journey and it seems like she's on a self-love journey and it seems like she's going to, she's in a self-discovery journey, which is beautiful. And I really hope we really get to really see that because that's what I think, you know, is transpiring. Um, I saw it in, in little bits and pieces like, oh, Molly, you know, would have gone down the, the, the hole of starting to talk about herself. She, she almost did that at once. And then instead of her just talking about herself or going down her own personal rabbit hole, she turned to Isa and asked her, you know, well, what do you think? And kind of seemed like she was asking more of 
what someone else thought. Um, trying to get, trying to be like, I guess, kind of, um, reflective. She also even turned to Kelly and was like, Hey, like how long did it take you and Tiffany to, you know, work things out? Like, you know, when did, when did y'all get over this awkward phase in the, in the relationship? So I thought that was, I thought that was good. And then she also, you know, she mentions her therapist a lot. She mentions like things that she's learned and things that she's learning and things she's trying to work on. So, uh, when that starts taking place and you really kind of like start paying attention to your behaviors and paying attention to the things you're doing, where you even can stop yourself and be like, Oh God, here I go again, doing this shit again. I think that's good work. So I'm curious to see, uh, I'm curious to see where, where, where her, where her character is going to go and how she's going to, her ending is going to be. Uh, let's see. I think the, the one that's going to be the most, um, interesting this season, I think is going to be Kelly. Uh, it was so many pieces in this first episode with Kelly that probably was overlooked because some parts was kind of funny, but Kelly has always been that character that, you know, we always, I feel like wanted more of, and I'm hoping that this this season they give us more of that. Um, because it was one part when they were in the car. Well, first of all, the whole entire episode, like her just coming back to campus and they have her, you know, um, as if she had passed away. And I think that really made her think like, damn, like if I did pass away, like how would people remember me or would they even remember me at all? Like what, what, what would my, uh, you know, legacy even be? She really started kind of thinking about that, even though like she wasn't, you know, obviously she was still present in the present. But, um, so that one time they were in the car and and it was everybody and they were like, kind of like joking on her. And she was like, do y'all only view me as the, you know, like basically do y'all only view me as the funny friend? And I think that can be difficult to be viewed, you know, by your friends. It's like not like they don't take you serious. And a lot of times I don't really think that uh, they always took Kelly serious. So you can kind of see where, you know, it, you know, she wasn't laughing with them. And another thing I noticed in the car is that Tiffany, uh, you know, she didn't laugh either. She was just kind of like, you know, I get it. It might have been something that maybe they've talked to or maybe she knows that that really bothers Kelly. I'm not really sure. But I think that we are going to see something different from Kelly. And I think we're going to see some kind of level of involvement. But I think that we're going to go on a journey with her. Um, I wanted to end this episode by going over some of the questions that uh, Kelly went over in her podcast at the end of Insecure. So I actually wrote them down. So I'm going to go over the first one. Well, I'm going to go over all the questions and then I'm going to answer them myself and what I think and what I would want for myself. So at the end of Insecure, Kelly was recording her podcast, and this is what she asked. She asked, if you knew the end was coming, how would you make the most of your time? What legacy would you want to leave behind? How would you want to be remembered? And is there anything you would change? Okay, so if I knew that the world was coming to an end, um, I think I would probably make the most of my time by... uh, I think I probably would spend time with my family and I would spend time with, uh, my loved ones and my friends, uh, that pour into me. Um, with me recently experiencing the loss of my grandmother, like the one thing that, um, I, even though like she's gone, I love the fact that I was able to say some things that maybe I never had said. Like my grandma never was the type of woman to where she would say 
um, that she loved us all the time. We never really got that from her, but you knew that she loved you from the things that she did for you, how she took care of us, but she never said it. So like the last two years of her life, I, I started saying it like every time we got off the phone or every time I was leaving her, I would tell her that I loved her. And um, I thought it was really special for me that she started to say it back because, you know, she never said it my whole life. So I tried to be intentional with certain things, things that I could remember. And that's actually a, a memory that I made um, from right before she passed. And so that's something that I'm always going to kind of think about. So for me, I think if my end was coming, I think I would um, I would definitely want to create those memories or have something locked in to where um, you remember um, how I felt about you. Okay. So what legacy would you want to leave behind? I think right now I'm currently working on my legacy. I think I'm working on uh, how, how I want to leave things. Most importantly for me, um, you know, and I, it kind of runs into like how you want to be remembered. I just feel like I just want to be remembered for my kindness and, and the way and how hard that I love. Um, I, I, I think, you know, when I thought about things that I've done in the past and just how I was with certain things, um, there's so many things that I try, I tried to have regrets, but I feel like there's so many things that I feel like I could regret. And so when I also think about, um, so I'm going to answer the other one in totality. I'm going to answer all these three questions. I'm going to also answer, is anything you change? So when I first started my healing journey, y'all know, I talk about this. Um, I feel like if I have regret, I had my most regret then. Uh, I think when it came to my life, I, when I think about what I w- would have wanted to change, I feel like um, I definitely wouldn't have gone to college, uh, in a relationship. Um, I think because when you're, I went to school at 17, so I was dating the person I was dating at the time from 14, I think, I think we started at 14, 15. And so when I look back on it, I mean, those were some, you know, really important years, just me growing into a woman and developing and all of that. And the relationship was it didn't start the way it ended, but the way it ended, you know, it was very traumatic for me, you know, to be completely honest. And it really shaped me as a person for a little while. It really broke me as a person for a little while. And, um, it, it really made me struggle with my, you know, self-identity and just self-love and, and lack thereof. And so, you know, I think it, I think I would have been a completely different person if I was solid in who I was, I was solid in just understanding what self-love is and really appreciating myself because I definitely wouldn't have put up with half the shit that I put up with and I definitely wouldn't have allowed someone to you know break me down the way that that transpired in that relationship and it really affected me later in many other relationships and just how I dealt with people So I definitely would have changed that aspect. I would have spent more time trying to figure out who I am and what I want to do with myself. Um, I think when you're young, you're kind of naive to, oh, you got time and oh, you know, uh, la la la. Like, I feel like I spent a lot of time just in bullshit, you know, and not really fully thinking about what I, what I wanted to do. Um, I feel like I started shifting a little bit around 24, 25 Um, where like, I'm like, okay, you need to get your shit together. You need to, you know, start thinking career. You need to start, 
you know, making some life shifts, but I still, you know, I still didn't really know, you know, fully what those life shifts kind of were. I kind of was just working to survive instead of really using some of the tools that I had. Um, so I definitely feel like, you know, I wouldn't have focused so much on relationships. I would have focused more on myself. Um, and that way I would have also bypassed a lot of heartbreak and just disappointment that I gave to other people. Um, when it came to me in like love relationships, I haven't had many, um, like full relationships, but I've had in my twenties, you know, I had a, quite a few situationships that probably shouldn't have happened. And a lot of times I fell into those just because it was just a period in my life where, you know, I didn't want to be alone. I didn't, I didn't like what it felt like to be in my presence. Uh, because when you're alone and all you have is your thoughts, then you have to sit and, you know, get, you should get to the point that you want to address the shit that you got going on in your mind. Most people ignore the stuff they have going in their mind. They ignore the signs of the bullshit that they're doing. And they just kind of busy themselves with somebody else to ignore the shit that they probably need to work on within themselves, you know? So they'll use this temporary fix, i.e. it could be sex to make themselves feel better about themselves or give themselves this instant gratification instead of maybe doing some of the work inside of themselves, you know, at the core of you to actually be a full person. And so that was me, you know, in my early twenties, you know? And so with that, I embarked in a lot of, you know, connections with people and things like that, that probably wasn't as meaningful to me as it was to them. And so in turn, you know, a lot of people were hurt in the mix of me just kind of displaying toxic behavior, immature behavior. And, um, and I do, that's something I like, if I could change anything, it would definitely be that period of just selfishness. And, um, because when you start thinking about how you want to be remembered, I definitely don't want to be remembered as how I might've treated some people or how I was like in my early twenties. And, you know, so I spent a lot of time and I spent a lot of my thirties, you know, working on how I want people to view me, what kind of person do I want to be in this world and what kind of energy do I want to give out into this world? And it's not easy work, but it's honest work and it's important. And so how I want to be remembered is by my kindness and how I love the people that I loved. And most important, I think it's important to be remembered by your honesty, you know, that's one thing I actually pride myself on that if I say I'm going to do something, I usually do it. If I say something, it's the truth, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, that's, I think that's important, um, in all of my relationships. So what's, let's see, let's see if I answered all these and what was the other one? Oh, and I, I don't know if I answered what legacy would I want to leave behind. And I think my legacy would probably be what I'm working on now. Like, you know, me doing the work, me coming here every week and talking on the show, you know, I, I always said that this is probably my most honest work. Um, you know, if I touch anybody or make anybody give a second thought about doing work for themselves, then that means that um, everything that I was trying to accomplish with this show was a job well done. So I, I definitely think that it's just my thoughts as part of my legacy and just me reaching people and I've had so many people come back to me and say like, oh, you know, that show really made me think or, hey, you know, I'm glad that you talked about this or, 
you know, I'm glad that you get on here and share your story. So those things really touch me. And, you know, I'm just glad that uh, the episodes sometimes, you know, touch y'all as well. So that's all I had this week for the thought of the week. I'm really excited for this season of Insecure. I'm really sad it's going to be fucking over. Um, I do have some guests coming pretty soon to finish out the year uh, with the episodes. And like always, you know, I do thank you guys for listening. Um, I thank you for all the feedback that I get. It's much appreciated. You know, we're almost at uh, 15,000 listens. I think I'm probably going to hit that over the weekend. And so this year, you know, the, the, the amount of support for the show has increased. I'm so appreciative of it. I'm so thankful for it. Don't forget to rate and review the show. You can find the show pretty much anywhere the show is is streaming. So that's SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere. Just pick your poison. And then, uh, yeah, don't forget to rate and review. Leave some reviews. Those are important. And then also follow me on social media. Instagram is at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. Twitter is IJMT podcast. And if you ever want to be part of the show, the email is IJMT podcast at gmail.com. And like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.